Blog Talk Radio. everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. All About Us Radio is sponsored by Roger and Shavonna Johnson and the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation. You can like us on Facebook at All About Us Radio Media Group or follow us on Instagram at CJAAUTV Radio. Also, check out our website at www.wejfoundation.org or give us a call at 631-521-7699. Thank you for tuning in to All About Us Radio. And hello, my name is Dr. Renee Charles. I'm a neuro coach, a mind and brain ambassador, and author of the new book release, Remembering the Trauma and Healing It with the Trauma of Change System Model, which leverages neuroscience and spirituality for trauma healing, deliverance, and recovery. I want to welcome you to my new show, Real Talk with Dr. Renee, where we'll have an authentic dialogue about all things related to the mind, body, and brain connection. During our time together, we'll talk about how to maximize brain potential in your personal and corporate space, develop new mental maps and success strategies to overcome traumas and other life challenges we face every day. I do look forward to talking with you and taking your calls and answering some of the questions as we do life together live on this show. Listen, you may be on the road driving home, sitting at your computer, or on your way to the gym when real brain talk airs. I want you to pace yourself and get in position to optimize your brain. Join me on All About Us Radio on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And follow me on my social media outlets. At Twitter, it's at Dr. Renee Charles. Instagram is Dr. Dr. underscore Renee underscore Charles. And Facebook is simply at Dr. Dr. R-D-C Ph.D. You are listening to All About Us Radio.
Hello, and welcome to the live broadcast of Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee. I am super excited to introduce my guest, my co-host, Dr. Riel Sims, known across the globe as the relationship scientist. Dr. Riel is a cognitive neuropsychologist. He is a behaviorist, a motivational speaker, and the leading authority on neuroscience, neurobiology, sex, human behavior of relationships worldwide. Greetings and welcome, Dr. Rael. It's a pleasure to introduce you and to listen to you today. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. We are so excited um, for you to be on um, live with us doing life together on live radio, all about us radio. So there's so much to unpack about relationships, love, and how the brain is involved in every aspect of it. So for my first-time listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee, where we engage in dialogue about all things related to the body, mind, and brain connection. As you listen to the weekly show, and I hope that you will learn and and contact us and, you know, dial in, you will become intimately familiar with how to optimize your mind and brain for higher level potential. It's our intentions to add value to those who in turn will add value to others through the exchange of information that can be empowering, revelatory, and transformative. So today's conversation on this pre-Valentine's Day is about love, relationship, attraction, sex, and how our brain responds to each one of those dynamics. But before we get too deep into the topic for today on the brain and on love and on relationships, we're going to take a music station break that's going to really set the, the tone in the background for our discussion on love and relationship. So I want you to sit back and listen to this song by Donny Hathaway and Roberta Fack, and it's entitled, Where is the Love? We will be right back. Yes, 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 we are back. 
You are listening to Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee and my guest co-host, relationship scientist, Dr. Rael Sims. Let's do life together live on All About Us Radio. We welcome your questions and your comments. You can give us a call at 516-666-8424. Dr. Rael, let's examine a few um, of the lyrics of this song, Um, Where is the Love? Let me just go over some of the, the words that's associated with the song. And it says, where is the love you said that you would give to me soon as you were free? Will it ever be? Where is the love? And the next stanza reads, you told me that you didn't love him and you were going to say goodbye. But if you really didn't mean it, why did you have to lie? Where is the love you said was mine, all mine, till the end of time? Was it just a lie? Where is the love? If you really had a second change of heart, I wish you would have told me so. Don't leave me hanging on the promises. You got to let me know. Dr. Rayall, there are so many reflective questions that could be asked here. Why do men lie, and where is that love? I know it's a broad question. Let me just kind of narrow it down. So, you know, most of us know that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but is there any real gender difference in how our brain processes expressions of love? Inquiring minds really want to know, Dr. Rael. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I get that uh, topic all the time, uh, that discussion. You know, are women too emotional? Are men uh, not emotional enough? And there is definitely uh, a difference. Uh, what we don't realize about the brain is that our neural circuitry for emotional processing is different between men. And women, and I don't mean different as in better. I just mean as in their laws of nature, just the way God created us, right? So it's about biology and and chemistry. Is that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely have a when it comes to neurology and neurobiology and chemistry. Uh, you know, although you know we we've had that thing. We're more alike than different. The, 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 yeah. the key to understand is that we are different. We are different. And with, when they used that statement, actually when the statement first came out, it wasn't science-based. It was actually uh, just, it, it was designed to say us as human beings need to be treated equally. But it had no, no uh, reference to our biology or our neurology because, you know, we, we, are, we are a lot different, you know. But when that was created, it was only created for equal rights and not for uh, scientific uh, Yeah. Okay, so we know that women are really right brain dominant and men are left brain dominant. Um, was that by design? Was it like a who? Was it by design, or is this something that um, makes sense? 
So we know that women are very intuitive because they're right brain. They're very creative. We know that women can really detect nonverbal behavior really quickly. There's some kind of things that we can just kind of come up with that men don't come up with. Oh, yeah. Has I mean, that anything to do with the brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, the way our brain is created is for many reasons, even it goes back to the biblical times, you know, uh, where we needed to use certain parts of your brain for survival and to protect, you know, to protect the family. Uh, when the man goes off to war, uh, the woman was, was left with the kids. So she had to have something that us men don't really have as much as she has, right? And that's the mm-hmm. discernment, you know, that's being more aware, being more intuitive to what's going on around her world, you know. And and you needed that because, you know, back in the day, there was no uh, alarms. There was no big locks on the door, right? You know, if men knew that, uh, this particular woman was alone, they, uh, you know, they tried to attack them. So you had to have a certain skill as a woman. And I'm not just talking about uh, human uh, women, but I'm talking about all living, breathing female creatures. Okay. Yeah. So as a, as a relationship scientist, how does an individual communicate their romantic interest in another person and, and not really be too pushy about it? And how do you intuitively um, know whether or not the person is actually interested in you? Well, if you're dating someone and you want to just know if that person is really interested or really uh, into the relationship, it's the commitment. It's once that person actually makes a commitment. And we pretty much know uh, when somebody is committed, when somebody wants to spend time with you, when somebody is always there when somebody is there for you, uh, and you know that this person is committing themselves to you. And it's very important to be mindful of the differences between someone who's not there all the time, who's not calling you, um, who's standing you up, uh, that's just just not serious about the, the commitment of that relationship. But once that person commits, and that's one of the major keys, too, especially for a woman to understand when it comes to man is that when that guy commits, then you know he's really serious about being in that relationship. Okay. All right. Can you give our listeners a few neuroscience strategies on how to leverage neuroscience for love and communication? Uh, Right after we play this next song, All I Need Is You by Will Downing.
And what we do is we ignore it. Sometimes we ignore it because why? Oh, man, you know, she is, her symmetric symmetry and the golden ratio, her face is so beautiful. Her body uh-huh. is so nice, you know. Oh, what he has is six figures. What he has is a, is a, uh, a brand new car or a house, you know, and a lot of money. And so what we do is we are actually ignoring the real sign of what we are actually feeling when we are connected to another person. The first thing to, you know, the first thing all living, breathing creatures do when they come together, the first thing we do when we come together is smell. And why? Because we're sensing something about that person. We're smelling something about that person to give us information about that person. And that's why you say to yourself, it's something about that person. You And, and it's not necessarily good because sometimes you be in a relationship and you say, oh, you know, it feels like I've been knowing that person forever. Well, you probably know a personality and the character of someone else in that person or your ex-boyfriend in that person, and your body is warning you. It's trying to tell you this is not the person that you want to be with. So when we... When we have that feeling, it's real. It's our body trying to tell us something and trying to protect us, right? And it just—it—it—it it, it, it doesn't take a legend of man or prestidigitation, a magic trick of, of of what I'm saying. It doesn't—it doesn't take, you know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's really uh, it's, the gift that's given to us just by God of of how we and you know that spirit. You know, it's that spirit you can tell. And, and yes. the more you are mindful of it, the more you are mindful of it, oh, my God, you would have the skill. Because every time you come across somebody, you will feel it. You will feel you know, it instantly. You're, you're so right. You know, I, I posted today on, on a friend's um, page today that God is always talking, but we're not always listening. And that's something we call is the Holy Spirit that is the discerner of all truth, giving us direction. But but the body remembers what the mind wants to forget, you know. So we remember the fear. We remember, but we want to superimpose the desires of our heart over that. You know, there's something about that person that's just not right. And I know for women, we feel that we can correct that something that's not right in that person. So we're not being guided by 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 the spirit of of God to say no, he's not the one. Back off. But because we are so sometimes my my son would say, women are just too thirsty, and they overlook some <laughs> of the fault <laughs> that that is right in front of your face, Doctor Real. So when we listen to the song by Will Downing, "All I Need Is You." Very rare do you hear a man say that. I mean, I may be stereotyping, but very rare do you hear a man say, oh, Lord, all I need is you. And so, you know, I rarely hear that in my practice. I rarely hear that in the circle of sisters conversation. But, you know, I will say that women want to hear those words from their man. They want to hear that I am their universe. You are their universe. And they really do want that. So, you know, we we do have to listen, and we do process emotions through our five senses. God has given us five senses, the ability to taste, to touch, to smell, 
to hear and to see. And you talked about smelling. And so can you tell the listening audience how we actually can smell each other on a neuroscience level? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, When two humans get together, the first thing we do is we smell. And what is that? We're actually smelling one's um, DNA. We're smelling one's um, major histocompatibility complex. And, 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 and so it's given us information. Also, our um, neuroleukocyte antigens. And those are the uh, parts to our, um, to, to, wow, what's the other one? I'm trying to think about a lesser word. Um, yeah, so we're talking well, about well, brain you know, chemistry. It's with our immune system, you know, and and the minute the minute we actually get information from the immune system from another person, then that information goes into uh, the hippocampus, and it also looks for familiar, you know, things that you know was familiar to us from somebody else as well. So, uh, but we don't realize that we don't realize that we think we're just looking at each other, we're just talking to each other, but the brain. Is actually at work while we're talking. The brain is actually at work. It's doing its thing. It's it's collecting data while uh-huh. you're listening to the person. And when it's listening as well as smelling, it's listening for uh, you know just like a computer. It's it's listening for the frequency in the voice to see what kind of voice to see if this person is uh, hesitant of what they're saying. Not not hesitant when you hear somebody just stutter hesitant, but we're talking about something that we can't that that the brain picks up before we are conscious that we even are aware of it. It's just something that's letting us know. It's just something that's not right about this person. Yeah, you know, lots um, those who tuned in for the last two shows, um, they began to understand when we talk about the hippocampus which is a kind of our, our, our short-term memory bank. And we talked about the amygdala, which is our emotional alarm system that lets us know that maybe there's danger, maybe there's um, um, a warning. It'll, it'll let us know. And so we remember the smells of people from years ago. Actually, we, we remember all things from the time that we were born. Now, do we have accessibility to all those things. Sometimes, yes, when a event triggers a negative memory. So we talked about neuroscience. What is the meaning of neuroscience and or neurobiology? And we defined it as the scientific study of the structure or function of the nervous system and the brain and how the brain actually does interpret information from the outside world. So we define the difference between the brain and the mind. And those who listened now can tell you that the brain is not the mind and the mind is not the brain. The brain being a tangible three-pound organ with trillions of cells to cell circuitry, um, communicating through a, a complex wiring of network, um, and the mind 
is not an organ itself. It is an invisible, non-physical, unlimited energy creating thoughts and feelings, sending signals to the brain for conscious interpretation. So when you meet that one, that person, the mind is taking it all in. That's right. And creating thought. Now, a thought is not a feeling, and a feeling is not a thought. A feeling is a, in response to the thought you just had. So there's something that's going on in the brain, in, in your activity, that says when you meet this fine six-foot-four man um, that you just knew, know that this is your husband or your future husband, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the brain. So how do we kind of get our wiring together? Because we know it's, the brain is wired with trillions and trillions of cells talking to each other. And sometimes the interpretation of what we believe is going on is actually not going on. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that we have to make sure that we do in our lives is recondition. And I think that that's so important to recondition our brains and to, um, you know, figure out where you can go and get that information, whether we be. And, and you have a book out, right? Correct? Yes, I do have a book out, and it's called Remembering the Trauma and Healing It with the Trauma of Change System Model. And that, you know, the, the the body wants to remember what the mind wants to forget. You know, the mind wants to forget all the trauma in your life, but the body is going to tell you to remember you're going to have a headache, you're going to have a shoulder ache, your stomach starts hurting. And so there's a memory um, that has to surface and must be dealt with. So I talk about that from a spiritual perspective and really leveraging neuroscience and spirituality t- together. And talking about how thoughts and emotions, they do resonate at different frequency. I heard you say frequencies. And the body does respond to that data input like a computer. You know, you put the data in, data in, data out, um, as if it was physically um, tangible. So if you're resonating at the same frequency as your thoughts are and your emotions are, you're going to be able to get the results that you want or don't want. So when people are attracted to each other, it's because they are both resonating at the same frequency. That's right. So we're going to take a a, a short break. We're going to take a short break um, and come right back to this topic because we know the word of God says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And I believe you get what you think that you deserve. Understanding that thoughts are not emotions or feelings. Emotions are not thoughts. Emotions is your response to a thought. So we're going to take a, 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 a break, and we're going to ask you and encourage you to, to send your, your, your questions in the chat room. And, you know, I hope this is adding value to you. So, but we're going to take a, a musical break as we hear from one of my favorite male artists, Marvin Gaye, as he sings, I Want You. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee and my guest co-host, Dr. Rial, relationship scientist on All About Us Radio.
And we are back, Marvin Gaye, as he sings, I Want You. Wow, we want to hear those three words string together um, from our partners. And you are listening to Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee and my guest and co-host, Dr. Rael, relationship scientist on All About Us Radio. We're happy to answer your questions. We welcome your comments and questions. Let's do life together on All About Us Radio. Give us a call at 516-666-8424. Well, let's move on to another topic about finding the right person. Let's talk about soul ties, Um, the ties that bound us together, that bind us together. And sometimes, you know, even when we no longer are with that person and we need to detox from that relationship, we just can't get them out of our mind. Can you tell us about what happens in that dynamic? What happens to the brain? You know, part of us saying, you know, he's no good for us um, and I don't want to be with him, you know, but but the sex is great and, and I feel this deep er- erogenous zone connection you know, what really happens here? How, how does the brain continue to draw us into a relationship that binds us together through a deep emotion such as sex? How do we, how do we get around that? How do we detox from that? Yeah. Um, well, how do we become addicted to it? Right, and we're talking about the natural chemicals that we receive from one another. So we're talking about something like oxytocin, the bonding chemical. We're talking about serotonin, the feel good. We're talking about phenylephrine, what we know that's in chocolate that causes you to um, yearn for the chocolate. And we're talking about vasopressin, you know, that um, keeps you. Um, bonded and keeps you going with each other. So all of these certain chemicals and and dopamine, which is just as strong as or more strong than cocaine, once we receive all of these drugs, we're receiving these drugs for years now. And it's no different than someone who's a, a an, an addict. It's uh it's you know, I usually tell people if you know how to explain is that if 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 an addict's um, drug dealer, if your drug dealer goes to jail, does the addict stop taking the drugs? No. What actually happens is is that the addict goes out and tries to find what another drug dealer that mm-hmm. and the same drug dealer that has the drugs that his body is yearning for, right? So. When we break up from those or try to break up from those soul ties, all of those chemicals that we're talking about, especially the oxytocin, and for those of you who are not aware of oxytocin, it's a bonding uh, chemical, and that that bond chemical is something that's being released when mother and child, when a mother is actually having a baby, she's releasing oxytocin, and this is what bonds her. To the child, uh, the first thing a woman wants to do when she has a child is to hold the child because she's releasing oxytocin at that time and through breastfeeding too as well. So this bonds you, 
Now, when you're intimate with someone and your oxytocin is being released when you're intimate, you're also bonding yourself to this person. And that's why it's also important to be careful about jumping into quick relationships and um, sexual relationships because you can end up bonding with someone that you don't know, but yet your body is still yearning for that person like the drug dealer, right? And what happens is, is that you actually think you're in love and you're not. It's really you're addicted to this person because that person is releasing those drugs in you. So the body knows that that particular person right there is going to make me feel good. That person is going to bring the drugs, those natural drugs, for, you know, a married couple to have. And and that person is going to bring those drugs. And so what happens is when you break up, your body is yearning for those drugs, and it's yearning for that person that, that, that has those drugs releasing um, ability to release those drugs out of you. You have to stop me because I'm long-winded. Um, no, that's, so, that's, 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 that's great. That's great. You know, I have a few of my um, employees who are listening today. They are addiction specialists. You know, my organization is a recovery center, and they know full well about addiction and how yes. behaviors are maintained. And when you have a relationship with a drug, which is an object, as opposed to a person, yes. it is so strong that yeah. I don't care if, if they didn't pay the rent, if they didn't pay the mortgage, okay. or it's not Absolutely. about your children. Hey. We crave hey. that hey. that hey. that drug. And hey. and for hey. you to talk hey. about hey. chocolate, when you talk about yeah. what's in chocolate, uh, we, hundreds and hundreds of chocolates are going to be dispersed <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. For Valentine's so Day. Right. And you're so right. We 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 will too. Now, now we, I, I love what you just said. When when you are an addict and you know your is due, right? And yeah. you know your condom is due. And you uh you don't think about, you know, my rent, you don't think about your family, right? Because we've lost our family, we've lost our kids, we've lost our house, we lost our car. But get this, just how strong when it comes to relationships, we will kill for a relationship. We will kill our own kids. Yeah. How many times have you heard it on the news where uh, I remember one time that a, a lady killed her kids, drowned her kids, and blamed it, you know, an African-American guy, that event, right? But just for love. If you love me, right, that's just how strong it is. That's just how addicted we are. When we are in love, when we when we in true love, and and especially when that relationship is a long relationship, the more you're in that relationship, the more you become addicted to that person. And so, what do we do? What do we do when we break up? It's the exact same thing that you do when you are drug addict. You gotta go through your treatment. You have to yes. get away from people. You have to be away from that person. You got to throw away those pictures, those pictures that you have at the house, those texts that you have on your phone. You got to get rid of those pictures that you have on the phone. You got to get rid of the, the clothes that he left in your house. 
and you got to stay away from the places that you guys used to go to. You got to stay away from the friends that he had. You got to stay away from that person. And yet, sometimes it's difficult when you know you probably had a kid by this person. Well, yeah. people ask me all the time, what do I do when he wants to come to the, the little one? Hey, you you stand there at the door and you let the little one walk onto the car. Or if he's too little and he's coming, you just let him take the little one right at the door and you move on. You close the door and you move on because you have to do it. It has to because the body is yearning for it. And all it takes, all it takes is for him to say, Hey, I'm baby. I'm going to miss you. Yeah. I, really <laughs> I miss want you. you. I want you. I want you. <laughs> yes. Because, doctor, what, is, what, what does it do, Dr. Renee? Where does it go? What is that? Where does that frequency go? Where does those words go? Where does it go in the brain? It goes into that. It goes to the brain. Right? Yeah. It goes right there. Into and, the and you know vortex. what? Our attention is given to it. You know, the prefrontal cortex speaks to our attention, our desire. And so it's, it's, it's very much addictive. We are very familiar with addictive behavior and what do you have to do? Stay away from people, places, and things. But you have to decide to decide to decide. And that decision-making also happens in the prefrontal cortex. And so both men and women are sitting on pins and needles right now wondering how – I'm sorry. You know, a lot of people are sitting on pins and needles really wondering how um, love is going to be expressed tomorrow. They're yes. expecting yes. flowers, they're expecting candy, yes. and some yes. are even expecting a proposal. That's Th- right. Then we Absolutely. have others we have others who may have lost a loved one. Yeah. Or they're actually single and really view tomorrow's celebration um as utterly depressing. Really yeah. um can't even wait till the day is over. But as flowers come into the office, candy come into the office, women yeah. are shining their new diamond ring, that kicks up really a deep struggle for many, many people. And how does one transition through that? It's, it's, so, it's so rough. Um, I have yeah. a real good... To also make sure that you're around positive people, positive friends. You know, it's so important, you know, people who are going to be there for you, people are going to help you get over um, um, this traumatic event that you're dealing with, right? And it's really important to do that because, yes, you're going to be reminded of, of things, especially, too, and, and we're not ta- when, when we're talking about a traumatic event, we're also talking about a bad relationship as well, you know, because sometimes people break up in a good relationship. Uh, uh-huh. that, that, but that's also just as dangerous. Why? Because you don't allow yourself to detox from that person because you, you, you say to yourself, oh, well, we're really good friends. You know, we're, we're cool. And, so, and, and, and it's true. You might be really good friends and you're cool, but you never get a chance to detox from that person because all you're saying is, okay, we're not going to have sex, but we're going to still hang out and we're going to still do it. The body is saying, mm-hmm. hey, I know this person. Person, and it might be, you know, something as quick as or as easy as being touched, right? Because we're talking about yeah. hypothalamic, the, the hypothalamic uh, pituitary adrenal access, right? The same thing that our nervous system 
uh, uh, central system has, and you know, to protect us from danger. Well, the scan has it too as well. So all it takes too is for the person to actually touch your skin, you know, because it, it's it's going to tell you who's touching you, and it's that person yeah. who makes you feel good. It's that person who's going to bring those drugs out in you. You know, so all it takes is the touch. And the primary somatosensory cortex is who we touch and how we touch, right? So yes. so you, you have to stay away because it's all about, you know, uh, um, uh, opening up dopamine, uh, mesolimbic uh, system, and that's a ventral technical area. And I kind of nucleus, the nucleus, the condense area, the pleasure center part of the brain. And once that's triggered, you are, 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 you didn't let this guy back in, you know, or girl, you know, and now yeah. the oh, yeah. back into your life and now you're receiving those drugs all over again. Yeah. Rarely, rarely do we hear love spoken in those terms as of an addiction. And, you know, some people, right now we're in a leap year, okay? Leap year only happens every four years. We have 29 days in in. Uh, February. And so some people are looking really to get married. Some people uh, will unabashedly uh, reveal their secret desire for someone and may just pop up and ask them to marry them and say, you know, I've been, I've been watching you for years. I really do um, want you. And I will tell you this, my good friend and colleague, Dr. Alexis Master McClinton, um, maintains several groups on Facebook. And one of her groups that she maintains is called My Single Diary. She has over 15,000 members in this group, mostly women who are desiring to get married. So Dr. Alexis, she recorded a single lady's prayer for a husband. It's available now on YouTube. To date, there have been over 350,000 listeners to that YouTube prayer that women want to get married. We are all looking for love, and sometimes we look for it in the wrong place. Let's take our last musical break as we listen to my girl and my favorite author, artist, Shaka Khan, as she sings My Funny Valentine. Valentine, sweet, call me Valentine, you make 
Well, 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 we are back. You're listening to Real Brain Talk with Dr. Renee and guest host, Dr. Rayal Sims. We welcome your comments and your questions. Let's really do life together live on All About Us Radio. Call us at 516-666-8424. Everyone desires a Valentine, and some have one, and some are waiting to be confirmed as one. Dr. Rayel, as a coach, a, a relationship coach, scientist, as well as a neuroscientist, how can we unravel relationship issues? Um, during the first episode, we did talk about um, the experience of grief um, that individuals are actually experiencing as a result of um, Kobe Bryant's death and his daughter Gianna and all that parish. And many, many people who did not have a personal relationship with him um, felt deep grief. We, we watched on television men who were unabashedly um, unafraid to cry, when, which is rarely seen. Can you explain what gave them permission to cry publicly when we know that this is not something that men do in public to show their emotions? How can we... Um, relate to that. Relate to men actually crying? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, that is something that we have that, that's in us. But we are taught as kids, actually, to suppress that, right? You know, as men, you you fall down, you're like, get up, man up, right? And mm-hmm. we suppress that feeling. We, we suppress those Emotions, you know, um, it's it, it's actually suppressing our emotional empathy. You know, the emotional empathy, uh, even when we like empathize for our, our wives or anybody else, uh, what we do is we we have the emotional pain for a minute, and then uh, this activates our m our uh, m m n s our mirror neurons. Yes. And but it's only for a brief period. Then immediately our TPJ kicks in and, and our temporal parietal junction system, the I want to fix it or I want to be tough or I want to be a man, you know. Uh-huh. And it's, it's something that, that is conditioned in us because we also condition our own faith not to show emotions, right, because it's weakness. It, 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 that's, that's how we look. I mean, you know, that's how we're taught in the social society, right? That, yes. you know, if you show this and then you're weak, you know, we even base our judgment as far as being with a man, whether we should be with him or not, because if he cries, then we shouldn't have a relationship with him. So you got to mm-hmm. ask yourself, then what's the purpose for a man crying? Only when somebody dies? No. Mm-hmm. No. It's, it's, it's in us human beings, it's, it's in our males too, but, you know, a long time ago, there was a study years ago, and I was young. Um, I don't know uh, how it is now, but, you know, it was like the majority of men died for a uh, heart attack and stress is because they were suppressing their pain. 
you know, they didn't release their pain. And <laughs> some had brain damage, brain cancer from the pain. Because people don't realize, too, that the pain that we experience uh, in our ACC is the exact same pain that you feel when you're grieving. The exact same pain. No different part of the brain. That same pain that you have when you have a headache is the same brain region when you're grieving. Um, there's been many studies where, <laughs> believe it or not, people who are grieving, they did a study where they actually gave people, you, you ready for this? Yeah. Tylenol. When they were Tylenol. grieving. Mm-hmm. When they were grieving, and they had to, and and they felt better because it's the same brain region for a headache, the exact same brain, the ACC. And right, um, that's the that's the accounting portion of our brain that keeps score. Is that not right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It, it's keeping score. It is keeping score, and it is feeling pain, physical pain, even rejection is processed as physical pain. So when you say That's my right. heart is broken, I'm really in pain. I like I feel like I want to die. It's just unbelievable. It's not just an emotional pain. It it it's it's transferred into a physical pain, just as That's if right. maybe you were cut. So yeah, we you know, it's a it's a, a a deep, deep emotional response. I want you to talk and, yeah, and our the final segment. Cortex. I know I kept saying ACC, but yeah, serious thing with cortex. Yeah, we're we're teaching our. Because you know, I know we're we're teaching our, our, we're, we're, we're teaching our, uh, our listening audience these these terminologies that we have to re, have to constantly repeat because everybody knows about their body. They know yeah. very little bit about their brain. So we're this is a really good informational um, segment to teach you about all about your brain and that connection, um, it, it is it is critical for you to know. Last week we did talk about empathy and how empathy uh, is reflected and actually empathy is processed in, 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 in the prefrontal cortex. That is the CEO of the body. Um, that, that is the um, part of the, the brain that uh, involves your judgment, your decision making, your attention, all of that, and that um, it's contagious. When you see someone laughing, you see someone happy. When you see somebody who is is crying or feeling bad, your brain kicks right on in. We're wired to have uh, an empathic uh, listening skills. We're wired to to respond empathically. It's not something that we just kind of make up. But we are wired to to demonstrate uh, attention and love and affection and compassion for 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 others. So we are happy to empathize is our mirror neuron, you know, and yes. and how we see somebody yarn, you yarn when you're watching. That's right. And somebody, somebody uh, when you're watching a horror film, and that person is scared. That person, you know, somebody. Uh, jump and scares that person, then you find yourself jumping as well because you're using your mirror neuron. You're actually mirroring what you think that person do. And and we actually call that an emotional cottage. 
And that's, that's the official definition and official name of that process, which reflects that mirror neuroning that's going on. So we are now at the end of our talk show. It's been oh, no. crazy. It's been excellent, excellent, we excellent. So much. We got so much more. I, I know. I have to get you back for part two. <laughs> um, I did want you to, 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 to talk about a little bit what happens when the female wants the man's attention and, and the man is watching uh, a football game and it's really not paying any attention. Does it mean that you're not loved? Does it mean that um, he's not interested? Uh, you know, why can't a man really give the attention that, that the female needs at the time that they need it? You know, I'm gonna let you answer that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put my two cents in because I know you just got to <laughs> talking about this. You just you just you were in a seminar on it, so I, I want the women to hear what you have to say because it was uh, it was totally awesome. You know, I really loved it. Uh, you know, and 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 so I'm gonna say no. That doesn't mean that that he's not into you. And uh, no. So go ahead, doctor. Well, I think that, that <laughs> I think the mind, the, the the male brain is wired um, for short-term fix-it attention type of response. That um, I'm engaged in a football game. Um, what is it that you need from me right now that needs me to fix? If it's not something I need to fix right now, then my attention is being given to the game. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean that I'm not interested in what you're saying. But men are really wired. Their brain is wired for protection, okay, to deal with any urgent type of danger. But because you had a hard day at work, and I really just want to chat you up, but you know that the, 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 the Super Bowl is on and I'm not hearing you, then why get upset with me? And actually, why even ask me a question during the Super Bowl? But this is how the dynamic is. It's not that I don't care about you, but my, my, yeah. my brain is wired right now as, as a male. And there's a, over 100 differences in gender um, wiring in our brain, even from children. And, and know this, okay. that our brain is not even fully developed until we're 25 to, to 30 That's years right. old. So. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I'm actually the, doing a webinar. On, yes, on tell me about your webinar. Thing. Yeah, so, um, you know, I had a lot of my clients come in, and some of the problems was that when I'm trying to express my uh, stress that I had at work, I just want him to listen. But when I'm trying to explain something to him, he goes into this robot fix-it mode, right? And mm -hmm. he's not interested in what I have to say. He's not interested in uh, my, my trauma. He's just interested in him. And that's not true. And, you know, we, I, I mean, I've heard this for years, that, you know, I I don't want you to tell me what to do. I just want you to listen. But uh -huh. what, I'm, you know, what I'm doing is targeting clinicians so I can give them the information, the neuroscience, because there's science to it as to why that male is uh, has that 
that that short term uh, empathy, and uh, it's still saying, "I love you," because he goes straight into the fixed mode. So mm-hmm. when he's going into the fixed mode, that is him saying, "I love you." That is him saying, yeah. "I care about you," because we're wired to protect you. You know, we're right. wired. If your daughter comes in and your daughter walks in the door crying knowing that she was just with her boyfriend, the first thing that father is doing is saying, what's wrong? You know, he wants to know what's wrong, right? And let her just say part of his name. Just let him say, well, John, what do you think he's going to be doing? What do you think? He's getting his shoes? He's getting his, his attention. You know? His attention is going to go right to her. And le- and, and right. where is John? Mm-hmm. And where is John? Where is John? Because yeah. he's now in the... It, it, he's, he's, again, what we talked about earlier, the uh, temporal parietal junction, he's, now that TPJ is activated, and I'm, I need to go out and find John because I need to, um, I need to fix this. You know, I need to find this, this solution. So if we can see inside of his brain, we will see him searching various parts of the various brain regions to find a solution as to how can I find John. What what is what 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 would be the first thing I do when I jump in this car, right? Then uh-huh. I'm going to look at John. Do I go to his house? You know, where does John hang out at? Do I go to the pool hall that John is probably there? Do I go to the park where he may be playing basketball, right? This is him going into that solution, and that's what we do. And you don't want to activate that all the time. And, and that Correct. <laughs> And I, I think I think we see this also in, in road rage a lot. Yeah, you know, absolutely. how do I Great deal point. with this? Um, you cut me off. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I got I got to take care of that. Great and when you pile when you pile other emotions on that, that can end in someone's death. And so, mm-hmm. because men brains are trigger for. Um, fear, um, violence, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. We have to be very careful. And, you know, this is another conversation, how women could push a man's button so far that we're not going to talk about that today. I'm going to have you back. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've got to have you back. Real, real, real fast. (laughs) All right, doctor. (laughs) A girl came up to me one time at a seminar, and she said, my mother told me that I should test my boyfriend before I get married with him and see how far I can get him or how angry he can get. What do wow, you think, dangerous. Doctor? She said, what do you think, doctor? I said, that might be your last test. Yeah. Because he he may not even know how he's going to respond to something that he's never experienced. So don't even take him there. Don't even take his brain there. That is dangerous. Don't Danger. do that. Your mother told you the wrong thing because you don't do that. Absolutely. Well, when we yeah. talk about domestic violence, we talk about domestic violence, we talk about generational yeah. violence. We talk about yeah. general transmission of, of, of violence in the DNA. So that's yeah. another conversation, and we that's will do that. Absolutely. Yes, but that's the documentary for it, actually, for you did. the Rise of the Commercial, a PSA, too. 
Well, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be a freak a frequent guest on this show um, because there's tons and tons of stuff we talk about, and we're gonna be announcing your webinar when when it, it gets aired, um, when yeah. you set it up. We'll, we'll give people the link, but for right now, we're gonna say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. Um, I am I'm thrilled. I want people to join us um, next Tuesday. I'm sorry, next Thursday on All About Us Radio, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. underscore Renee underscore Charles or at Twitter at Dr. Renee Charles and even on Facebook at Dr. Renee D. Charles. Actually, it's D-R-R-D-C-P-H-D. And until until then, we will say um, God bless you. I hope you've learned something today and that you can take that information and bless somebody else with it. But until that time, I'm going to say so long, and I'll see everybody later. God bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Rael. And have a great day. God bless you. All right. Greetings and hello. My name is Dr. Renee Charles. I am a neuro coach, a mind and brain ambassador, and author of the new book release, Remembering the Trauma and Healing It with the Trauma of Change System Model, which leverages neuroscience and spirituality for trauma healing, deliverance, and recovery. I want to welcome you to my new show, Real Talk with Dr. Renee, where we'll have an authentic dialogue about all things related to the mind, body, and brain connection. During our time together, we'll talk about how to maximize brain potential in your personal and corporate space, develop new mental maps and success strategies to overcome traumas and other life challenges we face every day. I do look forward to talking with you and taking your calls and answering some of the questions as we do life together live on this show. Listen, you may be on the road driving home, sitting at your computer, or on your way to the gym when real brain talk airs. I want you to pace yourself and get in position to optimize your brain. Join me on All About Us Radio on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And follow me on my social media outlets. At Twitter, it's at Dr. Renee Charles. Instagram is Dr. Dr. underscore Renee underscore Charles. And Facebook is simply at Dr. Dr. R.D.C. Ph.D. You are listening to All About Us Radio.
All About Us Radio is sponsored by Roger and Shavonna Johnson and the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation. You can like us on Facebook at All About Us Radio Media Group or follow us on Instagram at CJAAUTV Radio. Also, check out our website at www.wejfoundation.org or give us a call at 631-521-7699. Thank you for tuning in to All About Us Radio. everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, Radio, and Magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support.